Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Kisavo, Tavshin Pei Gimel, as we have the last few weeks here of uh, the Parshas here for Tavshin Pei Gimel, as we look ahead to Tavshin Pei Dalid, Haba Aleinu Latova. So, Brother Shem, I'll take it one by one here uh, as we get into these weeks of uh, last weeks. But Chodesh El is always, as we mentioned uh, previously, in Judaism we always take ends and make them into beginnings. Right, uh, Elul is the last uh, month of the year, but somehow it, it's the hischadshus, it's the newness. We're supposed to uh, to look at ourselves in a, in a new way in, uh, for for uh, Elul across the new year, and that's what we uh, uh, try to go through the parshios, which always have messages that relate to Elul and our and our life in general. So let's start off with the beginning. We have the beginning of the parsha. We have Mikra Bikurim, and we have. Um, first, Havas Bikurim, we bring the Bikurim, and then the separate mitzvah of Mikra Bikurim, bringing the Bikurim. And uh, what do we say in uh, Mikra Bikurim? We say, we're familiar with it from the, <coughs> from the uh, Haggadah, Arami Oved Avi, Pasakei, Vayered Mitzrayimah, and he went down to Mitzrayim, Vayagashem Mimsei Ma'at, became a great nation, Vayarevosanu, the terrible state in Mitzrayim, Vayitzak Lashon Al-Kevosenu, Vayosinashem in Mitzrayim, we had a terrible time in Mitzrayim, and Hashem took us out, and he brought us to this place. He gave us this place, and he brought us to this place, and he gave us this land, the land flowing, what's Hamakom Azeh? It's a Rashi that I never uh, focused on before. It's, he brought us to this place, and he gave us this land. So what's this place talking about? So Rashi says, Rashi says, you have it there, uh, Beis HaMikdash. If, just, uh, if I could find the, uh, the Rashi. El it's on the different page in this Klumish. El HaMakomazeh is the Beis HaMikdash. Vayitin Lenos HaAretz, Kemash Right? Beis HaMikdash, and Eretz Yisrael. Interesting, that's not really the order that things went in. Right, first we got Eretz Yisrael, and then we got a base of Mikdash, many hundreds of years later. And yet in Mikra Bikurim, as we stand in the base of Mikdash and declare uh, our thanks and gratitude, so we flip the order. We first thank for the base of Mikdash, and then we thank for Eretz Yisrael. Says the Nitziv, says the Nitziv in source number one. What's Beis HaMikdash thanking for? Thank you for the Ruchnius. Thank you for the spiritual gifts. That's what we say first. And the land of Israel, when they went into Eretz Yisrael, right, it was a physical existence, no more mon, but the gift of the physical land of Eretz Yisrael. That's why it says the Nitziv, it's out of order. Because when we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the first thing we thank Him for are the spiritual gifts that He has given us. And that's crucial, says the Nitziv. And then he says, after this Pasuk, in Pasuk Tess, then, I brought you the first fruit. And the Pasuk says, And you shall be happy with all the goodness that Hashem has given you. Says the Nitziv, you know what that's referring to? The synthesis of the two gifts that were referred to in the prior Pasuk. 
Asher Nasan Lacha Hashem Alokecha. Shata Margish Gedulas Hanefesh Be'elokus. She simcha v'chiyas shein l'malahimenu. Hashem, thank you for the ruchani gifts. Thank you for the physical gifts, and thank you for the synthesis of the two, putting the nefesh inside the guf. Maybe reminds us of the Rama in the beginning of Arachayim, where he talks about that's the kavana of mafli laasos. When we say an asher yatsar, Hashem is mafli. He creates wonders putting a nefesh inside a guf, spiritual and the physical. That's the synthesis. That's what's referred to v'samachta b'chol hatov. Recognize what an, uh, a beautiful existence uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, has, uh, has given us. This thought is related to something we discussed many years ago, a source that we quoted uh, at least a decade ago. Uh, Rabbi Mordechai Willig in the, in the Psicha of one of his svarim uh, writes in source number two, this same idea about the synthesis between these gifts um, is reflected in Birchas Kohanim. Birchas Kohanim that uh, we read in Parshas Naso, but also um, as many have the minag of quoting um, and saying to their children uh, every Friday night. The um, uh, Pasuk says, so read on line, on line 9. On line 9. Lefize yish levar Birchas Kohanim bichlal. De lechor alashem baracha mushulashet sarachiyin. De Birchas Kohanim yeshesh brachas lorak shalosh. If you think about it, it's really six brachas. Bracha Mishuleshes, right? We say, um, right, it's the bracha that is triple, right? It's why, Yivarechacha, Yo'er, and Yisa. But it's really, each Pasuk, though, has a double bracha. Yivarecha Hashem, v'yishmarecha. Hashem should bless you and He should guard you. Yor Hashem panavelecha v'yichunecha. He should show His face and show you favor. So the, the six wishes and brachos so why do we call it a bracha mishulashas? Isn't it six and not just three? Explains Rabbi Willig, really it's it's three. It's three, but each one has a bracha on a bracha. Each one is a bracha on a bracha. Venera, he says on line 12. Venera, dine, rashi, pirashi, bracha, Hashem, bimamon. Interesting, this is, there's the opposite order one can think about. When it comes to thanking, we thank Hashem for the, for the spiritual first. But here in this bracha, according to this thought, it's the opposite. Bracha Hashem b'mamon. Hashem should bless you with riches. V'yishmerecha menamazikin. What does that mean? The bracha of Gashmias, of mamon, should be guarded and be a blessing for you. Rahman al-Islam, we see many people out there who all of a sudden, especially if it comes suddenly, has the gift of, of riches, of wealth, and it's not a bracha for them. And it destroys them. You know, we see this in Hollywood, we see this in the world, we see this in, in the sports world, wherever it is, where people make a ton of money overnight, that maybe it's not such a bracha. You should have the money. So the shmira on the bracha of Yivarecha. Next. What's Hashem's countenance and radiance? That's spiritual. That's the Torah. Shmizochet to your your spiritual uh, gifts that uh, that were given. and Hashem should show favor. That shmira on that gift of Yoer. That each one, it's the spiritual gift and the shmira on that gift. So you have Yivrecha Hashem Yishmerecha, and one has the Yoer Hashem Panavilecha and then the third is Yisa and V'yasim L'chashalom, and that's the synthesis of the two, of putting them together um, as the uh, as he continues, um, turning the page, going on to the top of the uh, 
the second uh, half. Ufi calls him move on Haiti of Abracha Shlishis. They should come together. We should have the bracha of our nefesh and our guf working um, with each other in a uh, complementary way. Relating to the Gemara that he quoted earlier, and it all should have shalom. It should work in peace. They should work in harmony. Um, that is uh, what is uh, meant by this emaruma. Uh, it's in this bracha, but it's exactly what the nesiv says is meant in this uh, in the bracha in our in our in our uh, parsha that we say to our Baruch Hu, we thank our Kaddish Baruch Hu for uh, ha'ar, the, this makom based on Mikdash and this aretz Eretz Yisrael and the samachta b'cholatov and the fact that we have it uh, we have it together. Okay. Moving right along. So we have a couple of psukim of brachas, which we'll talk about, and then we have a lot of klalas. A lot of klalas. So we know this, this Shabbos is not, we fulfill a double, two takana drabanans, this Shabbos. Usually, Kriya Satora every, every week is a one takana drabanan. A takana, takana is Moshe going back, more at the end of Parak Maruba, the seventh parak of Babakama, talks about Moshe Rabbeinu enacted that we hear the Torah at least every three days, Monday, Thursday, Shabbos, so it's the Kana Drabana that we hear Kriya Satora. This week, we also have the chance to fulfill the Kana's Ezra. Ezra said that the way that it should work out is that we lame the Tochacha, the curses, uh, the Shabbos before, the Shabbos before Shavuos, and the Shabbos before, the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah. Right? So this is the Shabbos before, the penultimate Shabbos of, uh, of, uh, of the year. Uh, so we... Uh, we read the Tochacha. But before we get to the, uh, the Tochacha, uh, let us, uh, look at Perachav Zion, Pasik Dalad. Perachav Zion, Pasik Dalad. Moshe Rabbeinu is told by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, that, Chav Zion Tess, I'm sorry, Pasik Tess. Vayidaber Moshe, Vakonim Vanavim, Akal Yisrael Emar. Moshe and the Koranim and the Levim talk to all the Jewish people. Haskes Ushma Yisrael. What is the word haskes? Chazal pick up on it, not for now. Ushma Yisrael, hayom hazeh nihiyesa la'am l'Hashem alakecha. Today you have become a people to Hashem your God. Hayom hazeh. So what is being referred to by hayom hazeh today? Today. So Rashi quotes, today, every day, you should feel like today. Rashi quotes, b'chol yom yiu b'necha ki'ilu hayom basa imo bebris. The covenant should never get old. You should feel the bris as if you just you just signed, you shook God's hand, you, you shook Hashem's hand to become um, you know, c- committed to all the mitzvos. Today, every single day should feel like new. The new contract. You just signed the contract today. Rav Sarutskin in Aznayim LaTorah writes in short, but he says, and look what I wrote in Hadeya Vahadibur. Hadeya Vahadibur is his three-volume work on of Drushes and Machshava. And he says, look what I wrote there. And it's always very long there. They're beautiful. And they're beautiful, smooth readings. But sometimes he refers to it. He'll have one paragraph here in the Zion Torah in Source 4. And then in Source 5 and 6, I gave you a section of uh, his expanded words. But it's the same idea. Hayom Says the Zion Torah. Shetichros bris sheinis bahakara malaya ubriton gomor. You should make another covenant, right? We, there was one bris on Harsinai. This is now 40 years later, right? Have a bris at Harsinai. That was one. Now a bris at Arvos Moav. Lishmaris chuke u Torah. 
to guard all the mitzvahs. What is that referring to? We are all over the place. Geographically and socially and we all think different, we all act different, we all are into different things. Every shevet, different color, different animal symbolizes different uh, representation. Like Yaakov Avinu, just read Parshas Vayechi. Every Pasuk is, is something different. Ruvein, Pachas, Kamayim, Yehuda, Arya, Yisachar, Chamar, Gorim, Don, Nachash, Naftali, Ayala, Binyamin, Zeev. Those are all different attributes. Why does Yaakov Avinu compare us to animals? Because every animal excels in a certain, is a certain area. That's where he refers. Yaakov Avinu on his deathbed. Right? He's nervous. Because he sees, he knows what's happened. I don't, we don't know. I shouldn't say. Unclear whether Yaakov Avinu ever found out the truth about what happened to Yosef. Does not say anywhere in the text. Uh, but he knew that they had different chunot, different uh, attributes. He... He recognized them in, the, in the, what he said to them. They're called Birchas Yaakov, but they're not fully brachos. At the end, he says, Berachotam. Upen lo He was nervous. Who says they're going to be one? What's going to bind them together? Even in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they used to do it differently. Right? There's, there's uh, I don't know, in the Shvatim. So maybe some Ashkenaz, maybe some Sfard, maybe some uh, Hasidi, maybe some Litvish. Maybe, eh, there are so many. Right? All the Shvatim of Klai Yisrael today. So what could bind them together? And that's what he, he again, he elaborates on in, in, uh, in the next source. You, you skip down a little bit to line 8. He, he, he captures every midah of each of the of the shvatim, um, and he's nervous. Rock. Okay, now back to line 11 in source 4. Rock is shematzah primis. He finds one inner nekudah. One inner spark and point. He finds that point of, of connection, of unification, and that is Hashem Elokeinu. Emuna. How you express that Emuna? That's different. But Hashem Elokeinu. Who Emuna bekel yachidu miyuchad v'harasun labadoso and the rasun to serve Hashem mishetzaku kulam saviv mitaso when they screamed out. As the Gemara Pesachim describes, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Right, that connects us. Kishem Shem Belibchei Alecha, Hashem Echad. Kachim Belibenu, Hashem Echad. Only there he saw. Rag Oz, Ra'a, Shemitasa Shlema, Ubirchem Bracha Achas HaKolales Haskulam. Only then. He gives them, as the Pazik says in Vayichi, he gave them a bracha that was inclusive. A bracha that included all of the Shvatim together with each of their Unique characteristics. And he says, maybe, that's he, and again, he has in, in source five and source six, I gave it to you, you could read it uh, a little more at the length. Uh, that's what calmed him down. When he saw Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, so often throughout our history, what is, we might not have been bound up together so easily in our life, but when our enemies externally wanted to get rid of us, all of a sudden we were together. And all of a sudden, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad is what bound us together. And that's what he says, what's alluded to in our Pasek, Today you became an Am, one Am, 
because that amun in one God is what binds you together. And that's, and that's what he says. And that's very close to What binds us together is the Torah and our belief in it and our connection, uh, to it. That's what we have to remember. We have to try to do our best to have more ba'achtus than just the emuna, but we have to know deep down that we are, we are connected to, to, uh, to each other. Okay. And we continue. Again, I gave you the, the whole, uh, a part of the piece in five, six, and seven, but now we go to, to, uh, number eight. Sometimes the partridge here works out to be three or four pages, and sometimes it works out to be nine pages. It's just seven thoughts in, about, in general, seven or eight, and however long they are. Okay, source number eight. Source number eight, we continue with the bracha. It's a question that we've dealt with in the past. This year we'll see it through the eyes of Rav Zevin. Perech Avches, Pasig Beis. The Pasig tells us, V'haya im tishma b'kal Hashem alokecha. If you listen to what Hashem tells you, Lishmar Lasos is called mitzvosav. To follow all the mitzvahs, Hashem anuchi mitzavcha hayom, that I command you today, Unesancha Hashem alokecha elyon, akol goyards. Hashem will make you elyon. Elyon, on top. The uppermost point. Elyon, all these brachos will come upon you and they will reach you. Because you listen to Hashem. And we have dealt with in the past dealing and questioning what is that one word, they will reach you. What do you, mean? you get a bracha, you get a bracha. What do you mean reach you? The bracha will come upon you. And it will reach you. Yeah, it will reach you. But what's that extra word adding? You'll get the bracha. So we discussed in the past, maybe one shot is, you should recognize it's a bracha. Vihisigucha. You'll get the bracha, but realize it's a bracha. Realize, sometimes there's brachas thrown at us and we just don't recognize it. Maybe we're so nervous about the future. As Hashem will talk about that a little bit later. But vihisigucha, so Rav Zevin has two... Thoughts of his own, and he always, as Rav Zevin, is always creative and saying his own shatim in La Torah Moadim. Says Rav Zevin, two, two ideas. Number one. Number one. Ha'hevdol bein adin v'amishpat shal Rosh Hashanah l'zesha b'chol yom. Right? In alluding to a question that's asked by the Rishonim in Masechah's Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is the day that we're judged. And it's the Yom Adin, and we're ayum v'noro, malachim yichafezun, v'chilorado yochezun. Okay, Rosh Hashanah. And what about the rest of the year? What happens the rest of the year? The Mishnahis talk about on Shavuos were judged on this and Sukkot were judged on that and, and what are we asking for every day in Shavuot Esrei? Rafein Rashev and Rafein and Baruch Aleinu. I thought it's done. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. They tell a story about the Chazonish. One time somebody was sitting with a Chazonish and there was a fly that was bothering this other person. I guess it wasn't bothering the Chazonish because flies don't bother the Chazonish. So the, uh, the, the person that he was with was like shaking his uh, hand and getting rid of the fly. Um, and then twice, three times, the Chazonish finally said to him, you have to know how to understand the story. Chazonish says, what are you doing? He says, I'm trying to get rid of the fly. He says, says you think you're hand waving to get rid of the fly? This is a Rosh Hashanah fly. It's a Rosh Hashanah fly. What is the, the, the Rosh Hashanah? The red nigs out there. You can have a fly flying around you. Think you can get rid of it? It's a Rosh Hashanah fly. So you have to know. You could also do your shtablis, and you know, and uh, you don't have to let it sit on your nose until okay, Rosh Hashanah's din is over, and now you know it, this shtablis also. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, so what's the what's the balance between the, the din on Rosh Hashanah and the din on the rest of the year? So it says Rav Zevin. 
Shahare Afa Pishab Rosh Hashanah Yikasevun. Uva Yom Som Kippur Yechasemun. Even though Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, Umazan Osef Shaladim Ksuvin, Lama Rosh Hashanah, as the Gemara says, in Usechas Beitzah. What are we being mavakish every single day? Have those that bisvarim. Says this is the idea. There's a general bracha that there's potential, let's say, for a special shefa for this person or this nation. But it's up there in Shamayim. Basically, the Ishur has been given. God has been given the permission for this bracha to be given to this person. But what then brings it down? What, what brings it down to me? Right? You could apply for an Ishur to build a building. But then you gotta, you gotta go pick up the Yishur, and you gotta start building. But if you want it to be expressed, you want it to be expressed in physical expressions, that's, that's the everyday. You potentially can be Zoha to it. That's what it says on line 13. Not only should it be decreed on Rosh Hashanah, but you should get it. It should reach you. It shouldn't stay in Shamayim. It shouldn't stay in Shamayim. It should come down. It shouldn't just stay up there. That's Vihisigucha. And then he quotes something very, very interesting. If you remember anything from this year, you'll probably remember this line. Right? Vihisigucha. So we usually translate that as, it should reach you. So he quotes a story that somebody once asked the Kutzka Rebbe, what does Vihisigucha mean? So he says, it's like the Hasagas Haravid. Lahasig is to reach, but also a Hasaga means a, a, a um, complaint, a, an argument. The Akasha. Right? The Ravid is the, the, the famous Balmasig on the Rambam. You have the Rambam and the Ravid. How many famous Bachlokos do we have between the Rambam? And what does it say, the Rambam? What does it say? Hasogas arrived. Hasoga, from the word, Wahasig, Vihisigucha. That's the Kutzker. Kutzker says, oh, like the Hasogas arrived. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? Hasogas arrived? It was pointed out, though, just to, to mention, it's not really Parsha sheer material, but just to mention, I remember Dr. Chaim Salvechik. I took a number of courses with him, the Rav son, in, um, in the Jewish history, uh, uh, master's programs, I remember he said, the Ravid argues with the Rambam, Harif. But he didn't write his own Sefer, Mishnah Torah. Meaning 80% of the time, he doesn't say a word, which means he has tremendous covet for the Rambam. Yes, he's very vociferous and he's very strong. And one of my favorite ones is in Hilchus Koran Pesach, where the Rambam says, you roast the Koran Pesach without taking out the Gidanasha first. You roast it whole. And the Ravid says, if I had that Koran Pesach of the Rambam, I'd throw it on the floor. That's what I do. Shomtal Gabi Karka. So the, the Ravid doesn't any mince any words. Hasogas Ravid. But remember, he, he didn't write his own Sefer, which already reflects tremendous uh, awe and trepidation that he has. But anyway, let's get back to the story. So what, is it, what does the Kutzker mean? Hasogas Ravid. What does that mean? 
So, says the Rav Zevin, this is what I, I don't know. I didn't get to ask the Kosko. The Kosko didn't talk much. Right? Venera Lafarish. She says, this is what I, this is my understanding of Vihisi Gucha. Venera Lafarish. Aniyos ma'avirasa'adam al-daita balaskono. When we don't have enough, you know, it could lead us astray. Hashem, why don't I have enough? I deserve more. V'loshomu'el Moshe mikot saruach ha'mevod as it says in Shmos, they didn't listen to Moshe. But one, once we get, when we get a bracha and a Yeshua, when I don't have anything, then I have an excuse. Right? Eov had, had an excuse. B'nai Yisrael and Mitzrayim had an excuse to complain. What's going on here? We don't deserve this. Okay, it's, you have to try to have emuna, but... You can understand. The second that we get brachas, all of a sudden our excuse is no longer. Once Hashem gives us a bracha, vihisigucha, then there's going to be a kasha on you. There's going to be a kasha on you. Why aren't you showing tremendous akaras atov takadish baracho? There's going to be a greater demand. You don't change your behavior? There's a kasha. Why don't you go up? Hashem gave you so much. Appreciate what he's giving you. Do more for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Vihisigucha, bottom line. Bemuvan shel asaga v'tvisa. You're going to be grabbed. Akasha. Bemuvan shel asaga zarayfid. But that's not the end of the story. So you're going to have Akasha. So what do you have to do? you got to answer the Kasha. you got to answer the Kasha, meaning you gotta you got to raise the bar in terms of my behavior. And that will answer the Hasaga. If there's a kasha, there's an answer to the kasha. You go up. You go up. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you something. Okay, great. So I go up. Guess what? After I go up, Hashem will give me another bracha, which will create another hasaga, which will be more like... And it's a constant cycle. A constant cycle of... I behave a certain way to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem gives me more that demands that there's a greater connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that creates a hasaga on me. Akasha, hey, Rosner, what? More! So I, I, gotta, I gotta raise myself up. And then Hashem's gonna give me another bracha. And there should be a constant bracha. Uvo, kal bracha z'ela, visigucha. And then kal bracha z'ela. On and on. V'chein chozer chalila brachos v'hasagos. Bracha chadasha v'hasaga chadasha. Nothing like a kutzker. But that's the... Katzker um, tupshatim in what does uh, what is vehisi gucha Okay. Continuing the brachas, we're spending more time on the brachas because there's less there's less time there's less quantity in the psukim, so we got to spend a lot of time on the brachas. Though we'll spend uh, some time also on the on the klalos. Uh Says the pasuk pasuk yud gimel. Hashem should open up the Otsar for you. Hashem shall make you a Rosh. The head, without a tail. You should be Lamala, um, it should be up and up below. That you shall listen to Hashem, the mitzvahs, that I command you. There's a lot of Hayoms in the Parsha. Today, today, today. We know that you're talking to me today. You said it ten times. Each time, as if it's today, as if it's today, over and over again, today, today, today. Many hayoms. Okay, so the question that's asked is, and the Ramban already is bothered by this, you should be the head and not the tail. 
Okay, if I'm the head, I'm not the tail. So just say, be the head. Be the head. I know what the head means. Tiyelarosh, v'loli ezanav. And also, lomala, lomata, it's the same question. Be lomala. If I'm lomala, I know I'm not lomata. They're opposites. What do you have to emphasize? To quote Chazal, Michlal hein atashomei alav. Michlal alav atashomei hein. You know the, the, the opposites. So the Ramban, right, you look in the source number 10, the Ramban is quoted, he implicitly is bothered by this double lashon, v'tam l'rosh v'lo l'zanav, biuro, l'rosh l'chal ha'amim, v'lo l'zanav l'echan mikol ha'goyim, be the head of all nations, and not to be a zanav to any one of them. You could be above a bunch of nations, but not, you know, all. Maybe eight nations under you, three nations above you. So you could be a Rosh and a Zanav. You should be a Rosh for all of them. You shouldn't be a Zanav for any of them. That's the double Ashon. Be a Rosh all the way on top, and you shouldn't be a Rosh and a Zanav. You should just be a Rosh. Okay, that's the uh, Rampan. Let's look at here in the Ishtamid Rav Druk, he quotes two other ideas. Two other ideas. I think one of them maybe has been said before. We definitely said it in other contexts. This is an idea that the Maharami Prague discusses. Why nine? But he quotes it uh, himself. We can explain this other ways. In spirituality, there's no middle ground. So middle ground. Benoni. You're either winning or you're losing. Not like in the middle. You're either a Rosh or you're a Zanav. We shouldn't think that we could be uh, in the middle. Right? The Bali Musa talk about Avodah Hashem is going up a down escalator. There's no staying. Right? Unless we're walking up, we're going the other way. I won't be all the way up there. I'll be a simple Jew. Without too many um, hopes and, stri- and strivings. So the Torah is negating that. If you're not striving to go up, if you're not running up that escalator, Right, it's one or the other. And he quotes the Pasuk in Mishlei, Right, you have to hope lamala, the maskil is lamala. Not just because of elyon, but because if you're not elyon, if you're not lamala maskil, then you're sha'omata. And that's why Dafka, the Torah says, Lerosh v'lolizanav. Shekein ha'efsharis ashriya imlotia lerosh v'hechrechuzanav. Mark Subas. Um, if the um, if you're not if we're not the Rosh, it's, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. Um, there's nothing in the um, in the middle. So the Maharal uh, discusses this, and he's bothered by two words in the Gemara. I didn't give it to you, but the Maharal um, in, in Netzach Yisrael uh, discusses that the Gemara says in uh, the Gemara says in Ksubis, two words right at the beginning of a tragic story. Right, the Gemara says on Samach Vavim Abayz and Subis. Right, the, uh, the, there's a story about Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. Remember when he lived, there's Bizman Achorban and uh, terrible famine. Remember the Gemara tells us in Masechah's Gittin that they had, they had enough food to, and uh, supplies to last them for over 20 years. But the Biryonim, the Mafia, in that time wanted to fight the Romans. So they burned down 
They shot themselves in the foot. They burned down all of the supplies. So there was no choice. It was total terrible famine. So Gemara tells us earlier, Rabbi Yochanan Zakai was on a donkey and he was going out of Yishalayim and there was a young girl. The young girl that was gathering barley amongst the dung of the Arabian animals. That's what she was looking for food. Right? And when, when she comes close, she says, Rabbi Yochanan could you give me some food? He says, she, she says, who are you? And she says, I'm the daughter of Nakdimon Ben-Gurion. One of the three richest Jews in Yerushalayim at that time. So he says, he says, what's all your money? He says, it's gone, it's gone. So Rabbi Yochanan Zakai exclaims, he says, Ashrechem Yisrael. When you do Ratzon Hashem, you're on top. When you don't do Ratzon Hashem, you're all the way at the bottom. Says to Maral, Ashrechem Yisrael. What kind of that? That's how you react to this terrible story. This rich princess is is has no food. Ashrechem Yisrael. So the Maral explains. He gives a mushal. He says a lot of times uh, Jews are uh, compared to birds. Why are we compared to birds? So says the Maharal. A bird is the only creature that could fly. That could go all the way up to the Shemayim. All the way. Says, there's something spiritual about a bird. Says the Maharal. And that's why we're compared to birds, because we have that koach in us to fly. But says the Maral, let's say a bird gets a broken wing, and the bird's walking around. How long is that bird going to stay alive? What's wrong? Most animals don't have wings, and they live fine for a long time. Just because the bird has a broken wing, it's going to die soon. Why? Because if you have a wing to fly, and it's broken, and you're not using it, that's Am Yisrael. Ashrechem Yisrael, the potential that he sees so low, but he knows because the potential is so high. That's exactly our Pasuk, Laroche, below, uh, below Lezanaf. Uh, one idea. But then he has a second idea. I'm sorry, even before we get there, he says an, another application of this same idea, he says on top, online two, Bazebiyarnu Mashinemra Bebrachas, what it says, the Brachas in Bechukosai, paralleling to here. Vanasati Mishkani Besochachem. I will give you a base amigdash and I won't be disgusted with you. Source number 11. Really? That's what you say? I'll give you a base amigdash. I won't find you disgusting. That's how you talk? That's not how you talk. I'm going to give you a base amigdash because I love you. Because you've reached such a high level. You have such a bracha of an asati mishkani besochachem. Right, this is a reflection of tremendous closeness to Hashem. You have to say at this moment, He quotes a mashal. He says, Somebody's right near Yerushalayim. He says, where are you? You're right near Yerushalayim. He says, I'm not close to Haifa. I'm right near Yerushalayim. Haifa. Haifa's three hours away. I'm not disgusted in the eyes of Hashem. He's giving me a base of Mikdash. I'm close to Yerushalayim. That's how you describe it. It's not exactly the point. Because if you're not at Vanasati Mishkani Besochachem, so then. It's Velosigal Nafshi Yeschem. Right there, one and the other. One idea. Second idea. Second idea. Uh, skip down to tw- line 24. Ofan Osavi Shlomar. 
the double. We have a head and we have a tail. And hopefully our head leads our tail. The tail is connected to the body. And follows the rosh, wherever the head goes. Right? Sometimes the head is not leading. Right? The Bali Musa, the Gemara even talks about, not the Gemara, it's, a, it's alluded to in the Gemara, a dog. A dog. The Gemara says, the Pnei Dark Pnei Akelev, before Mashiach comes, the face of the door is going to be like the face of a dog. Why? What does a dog do? A dog looks like it's leading its master. But the dog's always looking back. Really, the dog's tail is not, isn't, is because the master's behind the dog. So he's always looking back. The tail's leading the head. So that's a generation. The Gemara talks about that. So the bracha is that our rosh should lead our zanav. Lerosh velola zanav. Gam kasher atanim sabarosh lotia negra achare zanav. Right? We shouldn't be nigra after our zanav. Ella manhiguscha tia chazaka veitana. Your leadership, your rosh should be strong. Velo nigra achare pchusim sheba. Okay. Next question. So we're up to the klalos. We're up to the curses. We have to talk about that a little bit. And the question that we'll ask tonight from Rabbi Steinzaltz, I'll give you the first two pages of an article of his. Maybe one of them is longer. Why are the clothes... What's the message from the fact that the clothes are longer? Why are the clothes so, so long and the brachas are shorter? So years ago, we mentioned one answer because every bracha has so much bracha in it. It's like overflowing. Okay. But the Chai Olam, Rav Steinsaltz, um, looks at it from the other way. He's focused on the Klaus. In contrast, human psyche and the human state and a message for us, an implicit message for us. He just describes. We're going to get the message for it. So he quotes uh, the message. Look on the, in the middle of, uh, middle of the page where it says, Rov Tova. The creation of the reality of a klala is much easier and simpler than creating a bracha. Why? Not because klalas come easier. It's so easy for something not to be a bracha. There's much more space in reality for klala. Why? What's a bracha? A bracha has to be very specific and very defined. It's funny, the word bracha means to overflow. But think about a bracha. Sometimes you walk in to a room. It's too cold. It's too cold. Too cold. Well, too hot. It's like too cold, too hot, adjusted, hot, cold. Oh, perfect! Right, just right there. That's the bracha, right there. A little bit this way, a little bit that way. That's not a bracha anymore. So, so it's right in everything, in everything. Like you, you have, you have clothing and money and weather. The weather. If it's like, I'm still in Fahrenheit. That's where I grew up. Right? If it's like 72 degrees. And that's the high, and it's a little breezy, and it's just like that. A couple degrees hot, too hot, too cold. It's like, we're, we're human. So it's like, unless it's like perfect, it's klala. It's not, it's not the, it's not bracha. 
So that's when naturally Klala takes up more space. Right? got too wet. I want it to rain, just not now. It can just rain like, like when I'm not driving. Right? And then when I'm, if we go to one side, it's too much. Who taught this to us? Remember, Choni says to Hashem, Hashem, thank you so much for the rain, but that was too much. We can't handle Rov Tov, Rov Ra, we can't handle it. Right? And the, um, this, right, top left now, So before we read the second half, it's our job maybe to be a little more flexible in terms of our recognizing what a bracha is. Let's not be so narrow. Right, let's spread it a little bit. To call more things a bracha maybe that, you know, than, uh, than otherwise. But that's why, naturally, Klala. But then he continues and just has a, again, it's a, a larger article, but then he says, you know, since we live in a time period in our generation, and this was already said by, by, um, by the Kleisenberger Rebbe, right? They say the story of the Kleisenberger Rebbe during one time the Tochacha, the Valkari started getting lower, as sometimes he does by the Tochacha. And the, uh, the Kleisenberger Rebbe says, Hecher, Hecher, louder, louder. And they looked at him, he says, it's all come true already. You don't have to say it low. It's all, it all happened already. After what he lived through. Lost a wife and 11 children. Says the Chayolam, says Rabbi Steinsaltz. When we read the Tochacha after going through what we went through as a nation, so that should remind us of the Gemara at the end of Makkos. Maybe Akiva saw the Shu'al on Harabais and says, if this has come true, then I know the other Nebuah is going to come true too. As we read Parsha of Tochacha, we've seen it come true. Rachman al-Litzlan, in our generation and the previous generation, We've heard the stories from eyewitnesses, Rachman al-Atzlan. So we've seen that come true. And we daven that this coming year, and very soon, right, the other half of the Nebuah comes true too. That's what he, he mentions, something to think about as we lane uh, Parshas, uh, Parshas Kisavo. Okay. One more thought on the Parsha, and then we'll end with something about Chodesh Elul. If you look in the Sichas um, Moser of Chaim Shmulevitz, he discusses a pasuk towards the end of the Tochacha. The end of the Tochacha, and I think this could relate to many of us, maybe depending on, the, on our personality, but the pasuk says, pasuk Samachvav, right? There's a big parak, right? 69 psukim. Your life will be hanging in front of you, the pasuk says. You'll be scared. Night and day, you won't believe in your life. So what does that mean? Your, your life will be hanging in front of you, Rashi says, Al You won't know what today will bring. You'll wake up in the morning, you won't know what to expect today. You won't believe in your life. That's a klala. That's a what does Rashi say? Somebody who relies on the baker. Somebody relies on the baker. That's part of the klal of losamin b'chayecha. Answer of Chayin Shulevitz. He quotes the Chazal a little more expanded. Menachos Kuf Gimel Amabez in Source 13. He writes this twice in the Sichas Moser. I gave you one. He says, Somechal Apalter. 
that's a klala, you're relying on the baker for food. Isn't that what the whole existence in the Midbar was? We were so mechalapalter, we didn't make our own food, it was given to us. What's so bad about that? Line six. You can't say that it itself is a problem. What does Somechalapalter mean? You have to rely every day to get the food delivered, the, ba- the bread delivered by the, ba- by, the ba- by the bakery. You don't make it yourself. And you don't get tomorrow's today. But that's what happened in the, in the Midbar. So, so it can't be that inherently that's a negative. That's a klala. It's beautiful. If you have plenty of food, and that's why you don't worry, so you're, you're relying on your money, you're not relying on Hanish Baruch Hu. V'nireh, says Rav Chaim Shmulevitz, You're right, this reality of relying on the baker, capital B or small b, relying on the baker, in it itself is not a problem. Ein lo klum. Adam she'ein lo klum yishalol l'vtochbo, el husavach l'gamri al-shokhan ha-gadosh baruch hu, Hashem gives you everything directly every day, the man. There's no greater ganeden. You know what the klala is? A person's potential viewing his reality. If a person is constantly worrying about the future, though the present right now is okay, and there's nothing more right now that I could do, to, ch- to affect my future. I'm doing everything I could do now to affect my future. But if a person still is so anxious and so worrisome and so mut'ag, so then that's a klala. That's a klala, not the situation, but the way he looks at the situation. The Gemara says, Anacha, anxiety breaks us. I don't have for the next three days... And this has to do sometimes with our personalities. Some people have an easier time with being laid back and being like, it's good, it's going to be fine, it's going to work out. And some of us, uh, and sometimes we marry the opposite, right? And uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, we uh, are anxious about every single tiny possibility that, that might happen. And maybe this is more of a challenge and this thought hit home to, uh, in, in certain ways that it's not about the situation. Recognize the bracha, as we said earlier, Expand the bracha, as many of the brachas, many of the uh, thoughts that we said. But Chaim Shmuel says that's that's an avoda, that's an avoda that we have to do, and therefore he says in the next turning over. If you have what you need, and you know what you're doing your best, and Hashem will give you. Hashem's going to take care of you. And do your best. And do your best. The Chavetz Chaim is a little more of a realist. Chavetz Chaim is quoted in Source 15 as saying, he says, everybody has worries. You know what? You might as well worry about Ruchnius. Don't worry about your Gashmius. He says, you're worrying already, so worry about how's your tefillah doing and how's your learning doing. Mutav ein lo ladam shein lo dagas. Mutav lo lidog ha-ruchaniim shalu lo yistarech lidog al Okay. One final thought for the um, for the shear. And this is from a Sefer that I don't think I've quoted before because I got my first one this, this summer. I know it's been out for a couple of years from Yerucham Alshin, uh, one of the Rosh Yeshivas on Lakewood, Yerach Lamoadim, where he talks about in one of his Sfarim in Source 16, I quoted this in Shul last Shabbos, the Kafachayim. Kafachayim quotes 
that the 40 days between Rosh Chodesh Elul and Yom Kippur are parallel to the 40 days of Yitzhira Savlad. 40 days of the creation of an embryo from fertilization to 40 days when it gets this, when in halacha the status is given. And he said the Rishneir Cutler used to quote this Peshem, his father of Aaron Cutler in the days of, of Ella. What does that mean? It means that every single day of this time period is creation. Is creation that has hashpa'a for the entire year. For the entire being. Right? Everything in those 40 days. Right? Yavim Elu, line 12. We have the opportunity to be recreated. To recreate ourselves. Right? It's a build-up. Yerushalim Kippur is the hashlama. It starts at the beginning of Elul. 40 days. And he continues and says... He spoke about Elul. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he continues and says on the last page. On the last page, yeah. Venera, line 19. We can learn from this. Just like the 40 days. We're very careful. Again, often women don't know that they're pregnant until after 40 days. But the whole beginning of pregnancy, women are very careful what they eat. And they need their prenatal vitamins. Because, you know, every single day could have lasting effects. In terms of the direction of the health of this child. Every day determines the future of this baby. If one day is missing, that's going to affect everything. The 40 days leading up to Yom Noraim, person shouldn't say, okay, next week, last week. Whatever it is, every day we have to realize the chashivas. Every day we have to realize the opportunity. We're in the 40 days. We're in the beginning of the gestational period, and we have to make sure that we, we recognize every moment, every moment of this time, as he says at the bottom, And if we have this mentality, that this time period is really recreating us for the year, for the future years, then hopefully we'll use every moment to recognize the gift that Elul, that Elul represents. Okay, but as we'll stop here next week, I guess we'll be the last Parsha Shir for Tavshin Pei Gimel. We'll see if we'll have a Shir the following week. I know the week of Rosh Hashanah, but... Uh, We'll figure it out, but by the shame we will uh, continue. Okay, we'll stop here.